When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the show. It's episode 339, October 11th, 2022, and I'm joined once again by Kyle Klingman out there in the great state of Iowa. Kyle, how the heck are you? I am well. We have a great guest, too, today to celebrate the the fastest car you'll ever see in your life, right? The fastest car, <laughs> one of the fastest cars for sure, um, from what I've seen. Let's let's bring him on. It's Nate Carr, uh, 1988 Olympic bronze medalist, three-time NCAA champion out at Iowa State. Nate, how are you doing today? Good, Bader. How are you? How's it going, Kyle? Up. It's good to yeah. see you guys. Yeah, good to yeah. Be on the Bader show. Man, we're stoked to have you. Um, not just because of your wrestling prowess, but every time I've I've spoken with you or interviewed you, it's like fun engaging i get some knowledge dropped on me you you make me think so i'm just excited about this i mean i want to poke around and your your life and journey and and you know, strike up some conversations and i want i want to start with like the family situation you're one of 16 where do you fall in line and and well we'll start with that yeah so there's 16 and i'm number 11 so we would have family reunions I don't think it was a great idea, but they actually had numbers on the family, right? <laughs> so if you had 11 on eight, that's Nate's kid. So, yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's fantastic. So, uh, brothers and sisters, what was the what was the breakdown there? So, so it was nine nine boys, including me, and seven girls. Wow, and that is amazing. Yeah. 16, so, yeah, sixteen kids in eighteen years, something like that. What? Yeah. That is nonstop. Uh, that is, that is. As a matter of fact, the break is between me and my brother Jerry. So probably almost two years. Yeah. Holy smokes! And my mom's still living. She's ninety-four. If you go to my mom's house and you tell her you know me, you walk in. You're going to hear Jesus' name about twenty times, and she'll <laughs> offer you some food. So, <laughs> like a little mini revival. She sounds like an amazing woman. Um, Gosh, sure, sure. Six, 16 kids, 15 siblings. What was life like at the car household growing up? Other than probably chaotic. Well, yeah, well, no, no, it wasn't chaotic. My parents did an unbelievable job. My dad was a pastor, so definitely we had to be ready for the Sunday school lesson on Sunday. 
that was definitely at the top. And, you know, it was a praying household. You know, my, my parents uh, loved God, and so it was centered around that. And, you know, pretty much uh, prayer, study, uh, wrestling. Yeah. They, <laughs> I actually they... couldn't wrestle on Sunday. So, you know, the tournaments that they were on Sunday, I really couldn't go early on. Oh, no way, because you guys were you at church. It, and it, Yes, church is number one. Yeah, Absolutely, that makes sense. Okay, um, well, that, step one, you, you were like, you know, some people born into crazy houses, some people are born in, you were, it seems like you were born in the right track, the right, great parents right. that just structure and did all the right things, so it's, it's not a, a surprise you've had the success you've had. Um, so uh, wrestling-wise, were, were your older siblings wrestling kind of when you were born? How did your family get introduced to wrestling? Yeah, I think my brother, my oldest brother, Wooly, started in wrestling. And then Fletcher took it from there. And then everybody wrestled pretty much after that. But my brother, Wooly, he's passed away now. <clears throat> but he started wrestling and then he quit and went to karate. And he ended up being second in the world in karate. What? Yeah, like, I don't know if you heard the Tybo guy, Billy Blanks. I know they fought each other. I think my brother beat him in some competition. Wow. Well, was there... Then Fletcher, and then everybody wrestled after Fletcher. Okay. Was there a lot of wrestling in the house? For sure. Uh, we tore up a lot of furniture. You know, my mom was always saying she, she almost had to get another house. I mean, we, we would practice throwing each other, but you had to throw it just right so the person could hit the cushion on the couch. So could you imagine missing the couch? That could be pretty painful, but yeah. Oh, man. So. That's wild. So, I don't know. What, what's wrestling? That's probably, I guess, I'm thinking the 70s maybe or, or, or thereabouts. Yeah, sure. Yes. What, you know, I don't guess there so, was definitely wasn't the roller tournament. There wasn't Tulsa Nationals. What, there probably wasn't all that much of a structured peewee or, or was there? What, what was wrestling like as you were getting into no, it? No, no, no. Yeah, you know, basically, the reason I was so good is my brother started, and they were phenomenal. I mean, Jimmy was just unbelievable. He got started in wrestling. He was winning open tournaments in seventh, eighth grade, right? I mean, yeah. that, that's crazy. And so he really took to it right away. And then Joe, him and Joe both, I think Jimmy won Junior Worlds, and Joe was second. Wow. You know, and so, yeah, those guys were tough. I mean, I didn't know they were that good. I just got beat up. You know, if I did a move wrong, Joe would smack me right in the thigh, under the butt. Hey, do it again. <laughs> so I really tried to focus. <laughs> but, yeah, those, those guys were great. And then Fletcher was All-American. And, yeah, just, just five All-Americans. So just, just really good competition. And again, my brother was just a stud. He was just a phenom. The only high school wrestler to win the Midlands as a junior. And he beat the defending NCAA champion in the finals, Mark Masary, from Northwestern, by the way. So, Unreal. And this dude is, was a stud. This is Jimmy, right? This is Jimmy. Yeah. And Jimmy, uh, Kyle probably knows this. Maybe, maybe, I don't know if I'm right. Or, he was the youngest Olympian or, or something like that. Is that right? Right, I, I would think so. I think 16 going on 17. You know, I think he might have even won the Junior Worlds 
And the same year, he might have made the senior world team. Like, I don't know. But it's, <laughs> the dude was right in there. It was crazy. That's wild. Kyle, do you know? Is that right? Youngest wrestling Olympian from the United States, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm, yeah. I'm sure there's gymnasts that are 13 or 14 that are going. But, right. Okay. And right. how much older was Jimmy than you? Uh, five years. Five years. Five years. Yes. Okay, so you yeah. he was he was whooping up on you yeah, when you were a little kid. The old man, he wouldn't even give me a takedown. I remember running. My brother Joe was there. We were at the practice, and I was crying. I'm like, I'm going to take you down. And I would run after him, then he would run, and then he would look over Joe. He said, tell him, I'm not giving him a takedown. And then we'd <laughs> stop, wrestle, throw me down. I just kept crying. But, yeah, he would remind me of that often. Yes. Yeah. It, it almost seems like that house was a, a breeding ground for success. Like, I guess, forget about Little League or practice. Like, you're not even probably practicing to get better, but just the constant wrestling with these constant yeah. studs is making you better. Yeah. Yes, just 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 being in the practice. And then they would, like, Tom Canavan was the director of Pennsylvania back then. And then he had a garage, uh, worked for the railroad. He had a bar. And in back of the bar, a pool, next to the pool was a garage. And in there, guys from Pennsylvania would come, Chalice, Rome, you know, just guys from all over, Rick Sanders. They would show up in this garage and wrestle. It was crazy. So, yeah. How old do you think were you, you were, how old, bleh, Mark, how old were you mm-hmm. when, when you were going to this barn and wrestling with Chalice and Saunders and all, and all these guys, well, Sanders? Well, I don't know if I actually wrestled those guys, but like, I don't know. Or you Probably were there, around. 10, 10, 8, just kind of, just around it. Yeah. I really didn't probably even start till like an 11, 10, but I was around it all the time, not competing, but going to practices, you know? Really? Did you, yeah. when you were younger, did you, did you, you know, one, you're probably wrestling at home nonstop. Two, maybe you're right. in, a, in some kind of organized practice, but not competing. Did you want to compete or was it just like you knew it was just a matter of time and you weren't all that eager? Right. I knew it was just a matter of time. You know, I remember being upset because my neighbor would go to the practice as well. And I lost to him in a match. <laughs> the neighbor beat me in wrestling early on. Wow. So it, it took a while. So, but at, at uh, I don't know, 11 or so, whenever you said you got into wrestling. Yes. Were you pretty much, like, as soon as you started competing, were you winning for the most part right away? No, I, 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 don't, I don't think so. I remember going to a tournament, and, like, again, this might have been, like, between 12, 13, right in there. I remember actually wrestling a guy in the finals of this tournament. He was pretty tough. And I remember thinking, because I had the nerve, you know, I was nervous. Yeah. And so I had the butterflies. And I always say, I always tell the wrestlers, no strategy, no victory. So here's my strategy. This girl was having a birthday party, having cake and ice cream. And here's my decision. Go out, let this guy pin me, and then go to the birthday party and eat cake and ice cream. Now, I, when I tell this story, I said, all you guys are tougher than me. But again, I did follow through with the strategy. <laughs> so no strategy, no victory. And I, right. and I did get to eat the cake and ice cream. It just didn't taste that good. So. Yeah, yeah, not quite, not quite the same. Um, so that, so did, that was did all, developing mentally, yeah. Oh, gosh, I guess we could dive into the mental side because you talked about getting nervous 
right? I mean, I would assume you got nervous, or I don't guess I shouldn't assume anything. Did you feel nervous throughout your entire career? Is that something that even at the Olympic level, I would imagine, is still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I really try to focus on that, you know, as I grew older. And because, I mean, just think, I let a guy pin me. And I yeah. ended up wrestling that guy later on, and I beat him. So I made mental adjustments, and I think that's almost in every sport, you're, you're going to have to battle that, you know. You, you got to battle the thoughts of somebody uh, beating you. or I, I always say you don't invite bad thoughts, they just come. Yeah. So I just really learned how to focus and really try to reconceptualize the thoughts, change the thoughts to say, hey, I'm going to go harder. I'm going to control this. This is what I can control. And I just kind of made up this thing, wrestle the man's body, not his name. I try to do that as much as I could. Sure. When did you start to reconceptualize and, and, and approach the mental side in the way you're talking about? Was it high school? Was it college? Was it beyond? Yeah, you know, like a little before, a little before uh, high school. And I, I just, just made up my mind, you know, I would think about how I was going to wrestle, how hard I was going to wrestle. And then show up. And then I worked hard. So I put those two together. Then I had to think about what I was going to do and then rip, you know, what I was thinking about. Yeah. In the practice room. Like I call it purpose driven practice. Show up with a plan for that individual practice. How hard you're going to wrestle, how hard I'm going to hit you on the head, what moves I'm going to use. And then I just show out, show up trying to get out of me what I put in. Uh huh. It's just like, right, right? Yeah, And you yeah. can do that. Show for practice, knowing I'm going to control your right arm. Know I'm going to drive you into the wall. Know I'm going to be relentless. I mean, I don't tell you all that as my partner. Of course. I just want to shake hands and then unload on you what I've been thinking that day. And did you come up if with that this? that makes sense. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great approach. And is that something that you came up with on your own? Was that talking with, yeah. with coaches? Yes. yes. Yes, I think I think all champions – learn from their struggles and what makes you a good coach is to share that because then you can help that person in that area and i just think that's good coaching here's what here's the definition of coach you know this is from the hungry in like the 1800s and this family of artisans made the first stage coach and this is in the book coach to coach but the guy pretty much says that they made the first horse and buggy and it became the mode of transportation and so here's what coach meant. You could fly coach. You could get on a train coach. The buses, the double buses in England are coach, uh -huh. right? And so here's what it means. Number one, to take somebody somewhere. Number two, where they want to go. And number three, the most germane point is when they can't get there by themselves. Never thought of that, but you're, you're, you're I told you, I said this at the beginning. You, you always make, you make me think here, coach. And, um, yeah, <laughs> the bus, the train, the, you want to fly coach, right? Coach so takes you're taking you. somebody somewhere where they want to go when they can't get there by themselves. Great definition of coaching and ministering and counseling. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Coach does more than just teach your wrestling moves. Yes. <laughs> uh, so 
<laughs> so high school, did, did did all your your siblings, your brothers at least that wrestled, did they go to Iowa State? Is that why you ended up going to Iowa State? No, no, I was the first one to go to Iowa State. Oh, really? Yeah, that that was an interesting story. I, you know, I, I got better. I didn't win the state championship in high school until my senior year. Of course, you know Pennsylvania has a rich uh, wrestling history. Mm-hmm. So I placed a couple times, and uh, one of my problems when I was in high school was I put people down too hard, so I had some slams. So some of my losses, I got disqualified three times. I remember wrestling this state champion, and I was so excited to wrestle him. Uh, and he stood up, and it was a move called the jack-up. Yeah. I trapped his arm, went between his leg, grabbed the same arm that I trapped, went to the collar tie and threw him right on his head. And he was crying. His dad, I never forget it. I'll never forget it. His dad ran out of the stand because he had a prosthetic limb, right? He had a hook on his arm. And he came out and told his son that was the state champion, stay down. And And I lost that match from a slam and then I could have been, I, I would have been four time district champion. I, I think the referee was actually old and senile, so I got called for a slam. I don't think it was a slam. But anyways, the guy pretended he was hurt, went to his corner, and his coach looked me right in the eye. I'll never forget it. He said, No, mate, he's coming out. So the guy comes out, starts the match, and then grabs his arm, and I lose again. So anyways. So wait, I want to back up the the I think it was the state tournament. You slammed the kid on his head. You did the. You caught the arm between the legs, and the dad jumps out of the. Right, yeah, that was a duel. What, was or the duel. duel what, yeah. Did the dad have the prosthetic leg arm, or did yeah, the kid? Not the not the rest. Okay. The dad came out of the stands with the prosthetic limb and said, "Son, stay down." Oh my goodness! What a crazy. That's crazy. Okay, so so then, if you were the first one to Iowa State, why did you why did you decide to go to Iowa State? Well, I, I, Gable and Robinson was the first school to come after me uh-huh. and they were sending me pictures of Chris Camel. Of course, Chris Camel was great, awesome guy. He ended up coaching me, you know, anyways, but yeah. So basically I was leaning there because I wasn't going to Kentucky where my brothers were. So that was already decided. And yeah, so I was looking at Gable and Robinson and pretty much my mom. So this is spiritual family. So my mom, had a dream. And this is after meeting Coach Nichols, who came to my, our house. And Coach Nichols is older, more mature, you know. Yeah, at Iowa and, State. Yeah. And so I decided that I was going to go to Iowa. And then my mom had a dream. And so she came to me and basically told me she had a dream I should go to, that I should go to Iowa State. And then I said, Mom, I understand that. I respect, you know, your, your dream, you know, cause she's told me other things that have come to pass. Right. So, so I was listening. So I said, mom, I respect you, but it's my decision and I'm going to go to Iowa. And then within a couple of days, my mom had the dream again. I was like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to Iowa state. <laughs> and that was it. So I called Jay up and told him that I was going to, go to Iowa State, and Jay was not too happy. I think he said something to me like, you'll never win a national championship. I'll always be coaching against you, and you'll never make an Olympic team. So, <laughs> Well, I believe I think he won. said he got off the phone and told Gable that guy's going to be kicking our butt. So, 
So he was just giving you the business. He, he was trying upset. To, yes, yeah. he was just upset. So you you were going to be a Hawkeye. Nate Carr, not should have, but was, was gone like, if your mom hadn't had these dreams, you are black and gold. 100%. Wow. That's crazy. But I'm glad I went, I'm glad I went to Iowa State. I met my wife, Linda, all my kids. Yeah, so yeah, definitely was the right place to Man. go to Iowa State. And then, That's... of course, just, I mean, just look at the rich history there. Unbelievable. Yeah. So I was glad to be a part of that Coach Nichols era. Absolutely. C- coming into college, right? Did you, you said you had other brothers that had been all Americans and you were only a one-time state champ, right? I think you said until your yes. senior year, what kind of goals did you set for yourself? Like did three-time national champ seem realistic or was that a goal or was, once you got going, was it like, yeah, Hey, yeah, yeah. yeah you, I, I think they, and what a good question that I think my, my parents, you know, coming from such a large family uh, before I went to college, I went out to dinner just with them. So that was strange because, right? Yeah. Because we have so many people, right? So just to have their undivided attention. And pretty much the send off was we love you. We'll always love you. Um, if we can't be there for you, we know one who will. And of course, they were talking about Jesus, God, right? Yeah. And pretty much they sent me off to college. And, you know, I had one, I had a good year. My, my, Senior year in high school, I think I was like 107 and one or something like that, just for that season, because I wrestled so many matches, won the junior nationals, won the classic, got outstanding wrestler, and I lost in Greco. Yeah, that was my loss. I lost to the Greco Roman uh, finals. Uh, so, so I was pretty focused. And one of the things, you know, from stories from talking to my brothers, I was able to tell myself, well, the goal is number one, get your degree. Number two, it would be unbelievable, it'd be awesome if I would win a national championship because none of my brothers had won nationals. So it would be unbelievable if I could win nationals. So my goal was never to let anything stop me from going to class and going to practice to get those goals. And I showed up on campus wanting to win a national title. I think I actually told Nick and Les, I told them, you know, we were outside the wrestling room and I was saying, look, even if you guys don't show up for practice, I'll be there because I wanted to be a national champion before I arrived on this campus. But the goal, I backed it up. But what? A national champion. That sounds like you're just hoping to win one. When did and you? That was true. Yeah. Just like, one. I mean, it's crazy. So I had to do the one first. I'm not talking about two or three. I just wanted to win one. That was, that was just that just if I could become a national champion, and this is how I would think it. Oh, it would be unbelievable. And that was my thought. That was my feeling. That was was my emotions behind it. That it would be incredible. After looking at guys like Chris Campbell, Lee Kemp, those guys, yeah. So, when did it go from wanting to do it or it being a goal to believing it would happen? I'm telling you, soon as I stepped on campus, I remember my first day in the room, I I was there, I came in, had the red Iowa State shorts on and the red uh-huh. shirt, whole room's red, right? Yeah. So, and I remember I came in, I jumped rope, I could hear some guys going, hey, he could jump rope with Kenny Russell. Uh-huh. And so soon after that, you know, I, I just sat down and I was stretching and 
you're not going to believe this, but Kelly Ward, who had just won nationals, right, because camp was done and he won, uh -huh. and he came over to me and he said, Nate, do you want to wrestle? And I was just like shocked, like, uh, well, I have the shoes on, I'm in the room, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I went out, and, you know, I'm just a youngster, so I just went out, collar tie. I don't think he's seen me, though, but I hit him with a duck, boom, threw him to his back. He didn't know. It was just like he got hit by a car, you know. A really fast and car. A really, so so then we got up, and we started wrestling again, and I hit him with another duck to his back. And I kid you, this is the first day in the room. The whole room started going, get him, Kelly. Did he ever get you that day, or was he it like? Did, yes, he did finally. He did take me down, and I'm telling you, he tried to break my arms off, <laughs> right? Because just think, I'm just gonna, I, I'm definitely not gonna get it. I'll get away from. He was trying to break my arms off, and I just basically, and this is bold. We got done wrestling, and because Kelly was gonna go to move on to Nebraska, and. I remember right after the practice, I kid you not, I whispered in his ear, hey, before you leave, I'm going to kick your butt real good. <laughs> and I did. I mean, I, I mean if that's going to get it, got to give you all the confidence in the world. Oh, right. I mean, right. I mean, the guy was national champion. So, but I look back, I mean, like, where did that come from that I would tell the national champion? That just got done breaking my arms off. That before you leave to go coach at Nebraska, I'm going to get you real good. And I did. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, and I want to ask Kyle a question because, Kyle, you've, you know, I don't want to ask Nate to describe and then it. Because... Kelly, Ward, Kelly Ward, we're great friends now. So. Sure. Yeah, he's a good guy. So just Describe what it looks like to watch Nate Carr wrestle, Kyle. I don't know that you can see much just because it's, it's an explosion. <laughs> It truly is. It's like you, you see the blast and it's so lightning fast that you really have to see it to experience it kind of thing. You just you better not look away. Uh, I, I think about explosive movements. I think about when he hit uh, Andre Metzger through him. He might still be flying right now. I mean, just just pure explosion. Unbelievable. Where was that, Kyle? When he went through Metzger? Those Olympic trials. Like an over-under? Headlock? No, it was a, I think I shot a, a leg shot, and Andre Metzger is really good upper body, and I went to an underhook, and I kind of posted on the other side. So I'm going to duck to the far side, which makes you run to the left. I duck to right, he runs to the left, and I trap him with the leg and just take him over the leg. Almost like going out for a pass, except when you're going out for the pass, you hit the football bench. So imagine the guy hitting the football bench, going up to catch the pass. There you go. His head's going to go down, and his legs are going to go up. Uh -huh. So I use my leg as a football bench, basically. <laughs> he, he broke it right over the bench. Yes. <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. Um, no funny. Yeah. 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 So basically, you, you beat up, or you have the, that, that go with Ward. Gives you the confidence right away. Um, and, and and you rip off three world or three, excuse me three NCAA titles. By the end, when you look back, were you like, 
couldn't couldn't have thought that was possible. Yeah, you know, really, you know, and I was doing a lot of reading. I think readers are leaders, leaders are readers. And I think reading a book sometimes, especially in something that you're interested in, it's almost like cheating because as you read about other people's lives, you can kind of get to a situation before you get there. Or you can take experience from reading the book and use that to further your knowledge. And so I did that. And after winning, like my freshman year, Almost like I think Kenny was ranked fourth, didn't place. I was ranked fourth as a freshman, uh, didn't place. I ended up getting my leg hurt, took my hamstring, torn out. But I remember leaving the tournament with Coach Nichols, limping out. And I remember telling Coach Nick, you know, Coach, I'm going to win this next year. I mean, this is, I mean, I can remember it just as clear as day. We're leaving the arena. I said, Coach, you know, I'm going to win this next year. He said, Yeah, I know. And we went out to eat, and I came back knowing what I had to do that next year. And one of the things was, number one, uh, get off the bottom. Make sure no one is going to ride you. So all summer I worked on getting off the bottom, and I would even challenge guys. I mean, the whole Iowa State's whole room is full of All-Americans. I'm challenging guys to hold me down. And this is what I knew. If you can't ride me, you're not beating me. It's going to be hard for you to beat me. Yeah. And I had losses, but it's going to be hard for you to beat me if you can't hold me down. Because there's a good chance I'm going to take you down more than you take me down. Sure. And, and I do that I... all by myself. Just no coaches. Just making adjustments. Here's the problem. You want to be national champion. Here's the problem. This is what you need to work on. And I did it all summer. Came back the next year. And I know it was, it was many years ago. Do you remember any of the books you read? Because you, you mentioned readers or leaders and, and reading books and kind of experiencing yeah, things before not, you experienced right them. Off, not right offhand. Yeah. You know, and I, of course, I was reading the Bible and sure. some good principles in there. They talk about wrestling. You know, they talk about being, talks about being focused, talks about the Isthmus games, which was every two years, uh, way back during the Roman time, every two years. And, uh, you know, just them pursuing and being focused and don't let anything stop you. So, yeah, just that. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, it took maybe your, your first practice in college to, to have that, that go with Ward and, and really maybe rearrange your thinking and confidence yes. to, to know where you are. How about the next level, right? When, when did you transition to the senior level and, or, or I guess, when did you, Believe, hey, I belong here and I can succeed at this senior level. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, the, I think the truth of it is, is that coming into college again, remember I said, you know, here's my goal to, you know, get the degree and become a national champion. And so I was pretty good at freestyle, but I'm telling you, I was so focused on winning the NCAAs with the crowd, with the fans. Freestyle just didn't really bring that you know, yeah. at that time, you know? And so I'm looking like, dude, it, this seems like you, you're going to maybe meet your wife in college. You're going to have friends for a lifetime. So you got that fraternity and you got that pressure of trying to be the best in college that I don't think you get anywhere else. And so with the crowds, I mean, I'm wrestling in front of 15,000 people. I go to a yeah. freestyle tournament. It's not going to be close to that. Right. So really the goal was, man, I'm not even thinking freestyle is the truth. 
Yeah. I'm just not thinking about it. I won the national championship as a sophomore. My next goal quickly began. Hey, I was going to, my goal was to pretend I never won. And so the next year, it was just like, man, if I could win an NCAA title, it would be unbelievable. So I just started working hard and pretended I never won. And I was going for my first title. That's wild. Yeah. So. <laughs> and then you did the same thing your senior year, I'm guessing. Uh, well, the senior year became personal. It, could be, it was so bad that I can lose to anybody in the country as long as it's not Kenny Monday. <laughs> it became personal? Huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, I did, yeah. Yeah, we were just, yeah. He's an awesome competitor, too. So I was like, I don't care. I can lose to anybody as long as I don't lose to that guy. <laughs> but you, you would, if, if memory serves me, you would lose, or, or some of the times you lost in, because you guys are big eight, you yeah. lost in the duel, you lost at big eights, you beat them at nationals. Right. Well, 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 just to give uh, Kitty credit, I think we wrestled first at the Great Plains or whatever that freestyle tournament was, okay. right? And I, and I think I, I, I wrestled, and I think I won, I don't know, 9 1 or something, right? And he came up to me even after that match. How bold is he? was bold. He came up to me and said, hey, I'm getting you next time. And I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know? And no the next way. time we wrestled, he moved up, okay? And we wrestled, I want to say it was at Hilton. And uh, he beat me. And, man, I was, I was mad. I, I, I remember the match. I, you know, I didn't want to miss him coming to Ames. And, but I was, I was having some... I don't know if my ankle was hurt. Something was wrong with me. But I, I was like, I'm wrestling this guy anyways. Yeah. And I remember him wrestling, and he came out really on fire. And uh, it, but it, it, the score was still close. And I remember him, we collar tied, and he said something like, man, I'm kicking your ASS. Yeah, Michael <laughs> Cuss. That's what he told me. Dude, I lost it. I started going cycle, just trying to take him down. And. I remember I, I might have got the last takedown, and he was crying to the ref like, he didn't have the takedown, he didn't have the takedown. And the ref said something like, yes, son, he got the takedown, but you got the match. And Kenny was like, yeah, boy. Yeah, and man, I was mad. I think I walked up to this corner. I was so mad. So anyways, that's how I kind of started. <laughs> and then I don't know if Kenny, I don't know, that's my version. I mean, I don't know if Kenny knows all that stuff. But yeah, so that's when it started. Yeah. How did and it progress? People, pardon me? Keep going. Yeah. How did it progress? Yeah. Right. So I think even my coaches, you know, because I'm defending champion and the coaches, I, I think they're lost. They lost faith. They were like, wow, man, who's this guy? He beat me. And yeah. I, I just remember going back, talking to my wife now, girlfriend then, and said, yeah, I said, you know what? I don't think those guys believe that I'm going to win it again. But then, just watch me. I remember having these talks with her, like, watch me. I go back, work hard. And then we wrestled in the big eights. And I'm trying to think. I don't know if he pinned me that year or whatever. But, it, but yeah, he, he beat me again in the big eights. And Any trash talk? I just remember. Pardon me? Any trash talk? I'm kicking your ass. Well, we are, uh, uh, yeah. I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty sure, because he beat me, and then we wrestled in the big 
the big eights, and I, I was actually I was winning. So he might have pinned me this time. I was yeah. winning, and we hit heads or something, and man, he tossed me to my back. Yeah, and I got fit, and I just remember, yeah. I said, well, I'm looking forward to wrestling you, you know, in a couple weeks, whatever. And then, and then Kenny, I think he said something like, yeah, you know what? You were pinned, actually, before they called it. <laughs> he said something like that. This yeah. is uh... But that just started the yeah. rivalry. And then, of course, um, I ended up beating him uh, in Ames. And, you know, the story behind that even is I actually injured my elbow before the championships. And I actually couldn't even hold an empty Pepsi can. That's how messed up it was. Wow. And I remember going, you know, this is like a week before the tournament. I remember going to Nichols and going, I went to his office. And, you know, Nichols is a little older, mature. And I went in his office. And he would grunt sometimes. So I'd go to his office. I sit down. He's writing a letter. So I have to wait till he looks up. So he's writing the letter. He looks up. And he goes, mm, what do you need? Or something like that, right? And I said, uh, I said, uh, Coach, my arm is really messed up. And I don't think I'm going to be able to wrestle the turn. Just like Nationals? That. Did he go? Yeah, this is before the Nationals. Yeah. And wow. so and so he goes back to writing. I kid you not. He goes back to writing. So he was writing a letter. I said that to him. He puts his head down and he's writing. And I'm just sitting there. And then he just looks up and just says, mm, you'll be all right. <laughs> and that was it. So I just kept going to the trainers. They were putting it, putting my arm in right. a pressurized bag, but you know it. It eventually got better. I mean, so in that championship at the beginning, you'll see my arm is wrapped up, uh-huh. and um, yeah. So Nick didn't give me an out, so I just went. <laughs> I just got ready and just took it one match at a time, one man at a time, one move at a time, and every match it just seemingly I, I just got better. You know, I just got better focused and. Uh, I remember Willie Gaps, and, and this was the championship, and I'm wrestling Mondays before the championship, and the championships are unbelievable that year. Schultz is going to wrestle Ben Egg. I mean, there's like super matches all over. Uh, and I just remember just Willie Gatson was telling me, Coach Gatson was telling me, Nate, go sit down. And I remember telling him, I'm not sitting down. People paid to watch these matches. I wrestled to get here to watch these matches. The <laughs> matches were so good, I wanted to watch them. Yeah, And I was just pumped up and ready. And I just remember uh, just telling myself, you know, the only way Kenny Monday's going to win is if my arms are broken, my neck's broken, both legs are broken. That's the only way he's going to win. And I remember them calling my name. And it's, again, we're in Ames. And you had to run through the swords. They had the swords up and run through the tunnel. And I remember going, they called my name. It's like, it's like, it was like a spirit left me and I was just like, dun, dun, dun. I mean, I was just ready. Let's battle. And it was a battle and I ended up winning. Wow. But I was ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. We went over time. Yeah. Great match. Wade Shallow uh, said, great Wade Shallow said, he said he, uh, he might have been a little 
tipsy a little bit, but he was watching the match. He said it was one of the best matches, you know, he's ever watched. So Yeah. Uh, did you have any words for him? No, not really. I just remember riding him out and having my hand up. And it looks like I said something to him when he was on his knees and I won. Uh, but for sure, uh, and I know in, in no uncertain terms that he's going to get me next year. We were at an after-gathering, and Kenny Monday's mom was there. You know, people just fellowshipping. Yeah. And she said, we, we, we're going we're gonna to get you next year. That's what his mom said. <laughs> his mom was mean. I mean, she was like, oh, we're getting you. And then, and, and then Willie Gatson was there. I didn't even know what to say when she said that to me. <laughs> and, right? <clears throat> and, Kenny, and, and, and Willie Gatson said, ma'am, I think your son better go another way. <laughs> yeah. But he did. So it was it was intense. Yeah. Yeah, but he he, did, I mean, did, did almost the same thing happened next year. It, and he was ranked number one going in, right? Because he beat me. So he was the number one guy. I was number two, but I was defending champion. Same thing. Overtime. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that year. So it was overtime, and then the next year, of course, it's really hyped. Uh, he's a junior. I'm a senior, and yeah. I, yeah, we're, we're wrestling, and we're looking forward to it. And I remember I'm wrestling him at the dual meet, and this time it's in Stillwater. And Chris Campbell's a great coach. And he was going to Russia to wrestle some freestyle tournament or whatever, and he gave me this letter, and I couldn't open the letter until I arrived on Stillwater, Oklahoma State's campus in Stillwater. So I opened up this letter. He just goes through some of the things that we were training on, let me know, hey, you, you got this. And actually, it was a good match for me when I wrestled him in Stillwater. Uh, I thought I handled him pretty good. And, you know, and then, of course, he's probably thinking, oh, I'm getting you. You know, because we, you know, he let me know that, hey, dude, I'm getting it this time. Yeah. And so we wrestle in the big eights. And, yeah, I, I was throwing the guy and he rolled me through. Unbelievable. And he was trying to bid me again. Yeah. You know, and and after that one, I was a little upset because I don't even think I got taken down. Neither one of us, we're, we're not losing to anybody but each other, right? And so, sure. yeah, so I was like, dude, I'm getting you. You can have these big eight titles. And I think he was saying something, I don't know. Like, I'm bringing all my our, our military equipment. I'm going to be ready. <laughs> And I, I think I said I think I said something because we were going at it. We both were bleeding a little bit. He had beat me, and he was saying he's going to be ready. And I said, "Well, just don't forget that battery for your heart." Uh uh-uh. uh It didn't so. And then we met at the NCAA's, and I remember having trouble making weight. Yeah, I think I lost thirteen and a half pounds in an hour and a half. And I only did that because Kenny was over six, and my goal was uh, he was over six and a half, and my goal was to lose my thirteen and a half before he lost his six and a half. Wow! Did it's you make weight every, every day or just once? Yeah, I think we had to make it every day. It was like a, a late weigh in. Like if you missed it, you could weigh in in the morning. So yeah. I didn't want to do that, so I made it that night. And yeah, I was just really having trouble, but I made the weight, and I was really focused. I remember. 
I don't know if I got this out of a book, but it's something I did. I would, uh, anytime somebody said something positive about me, I would collect it, write it down, and reread it. If I like Gable's quotes, you know, he would pull a card out of the deck and double the number in push-ups. I liked that, so I wrote it down. Yeah. One, one reporter said, Nate Carr was so awesome last night in Hilton Coliseum, he had the crowd in one hand, his opponent in the other. I liked it. right and i would reread things over and over so mentally at this tournament going my for my third title you know i was really focused after repping bible verses you can do all things through christ who strengthen you so i had all of these quotes and scripture and i was reading them hundreds of times at the tournament so even though i was going through making weight mentally i was really Focus, one man, one match, one move at a time. And then got to the finals, and it's in Oklahoma, so it's in Kenny's turf this time. And, you know, just being ready, getting ready for a battle, because you know it's going to be a battle. And people are, you know, the Oklahoma State fans are definitely ready. Mm-hmm. And I remember going out and wrestling Kenny, and the first, I don't know, like minute, just mentally, I was thinking, man, this guy is ready. And, and and he was. And I remember there came a time in the match where Kenny's winning, but he's been called for stalling. And for some reason, he, he took a timeout. I don't know if he grabbed his knee, but he took a timeout, and it was during that time that I refocused, even though he was winning. And I said something to myself like, either I'm getting the takedown for the win or he's getting called for stalling. Those are the only two things that's going to happen. It's going to be one of them. And so when he came back from the injury or taking that little time out, I literally just went crazy on him. And the ref called him. Boom! And I got to one point kept wrestling and it was going overtime again so i'll never forget this so i go to the corner i'm dripping sweat and i go to the corner it's like willie gats is there les anderson's there uh camel's there i don't know how all these guys are in the corner but they're there (laughs) and and i remember sitting down in the chair dripping sweat and chris camel says something like this and again chris camel's a great coach he says something like this this is incredible. This is incredible. This is right where you want to be. And I was thinking like, what? And what he was saying is, dude, this is just like last year. You got this. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I went out, took him down in overtime. You know, won the match. So yeah, it was crazy. How cool is that? That's good coaching. He refocused me. Great strategy. You know, look, he just took me to a different level just like that by saying, this is incredible. This is right where you want to be. And I was like, once it clicked, I was like, yeah, yeah. Boom, without one in overtime. What a, an amazing uh, way to just get you to re, re perspective. That's not a word, but to have a, well, a, a different, to change your perspective, right? To go from, yes. I'm tired and crappy to like. Good coaching. 
It's oh. to take somebody somewhere. Remember, to take somebody somewhere, you know, to get there when they can't get there by themselves. This guy. I needed that Kinda statement. Back. Not that I wasn't going to go out and go hard. Not that I wasn't going to go out there and go crazy and, and you know, and beat them. I mean, I wasn't there to lose. Uh, but, man, you're talking about refocus. I don't know where the heck. It came out of nowhere. And look at him. He was just like, I'm telling you, he threw his hands up. This is incredible. <laughs> You were right where you want to be. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, and just went out and rested my butt off. And it all stemmed from 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 Kenny taking a timeout that maybe he wanted to yes. get refocused, yes, but really was, that helped you. Yeah, because Jay Robinson's he was like, you were done. Like Jay Robinson's really hoping I lose, so he's telling me this <laughs> after this match. There was a part where Kenny had me by the, it was on the edge. He has a single, he's in on the leg, and he's reaching for the other ankle. If he gets this ankle, I'm pretty much done. It's over. But as he goes to reach for the ankle, I mean, evidently I must have felt it. I leaned forward, put pressure on my knees, lifted my ankle up, and his hand went under, and I got out of bounds. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I'm going to dig this matchup. I'm going to find it and watch it. <laughs> And I'm going to see your coach go, this is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if you see that in the corner, but I've had some crazy, even wrestling Scotty Trezino in the finals. Uh, you know, Jim Lantley was saying this is, Nate Carr's definitely not going to be the best man at Scotty Trezino's wedding. You know, so <laughs> we, and we wrestled in a sauna before the match. In a sauna? In a sauna. We were at, I never forget, it was really cold. And it was unbelievable. This Carver Hawkeye, it was in the old one, right? Yeah. It wasn't Carver, but it was in the gymnasium. So it was packed, people all on the floor. And I remember having a cowboy hat on, boots, <laughs> long ranger shirt, <laughs> double-breasted shirt, you know, just the time back then. And so I had to lose some weight, which is normal. So I went into the sauna, and somebody was in there, and I just like, opened the door, turned my back, and evidently, I took my time, and Scotty Trezino said, hurry up and shut the door. So he yelled at me. So it was just me and him in the in the sauna. And I was like, who are you, who are you talking to? So we started wrestling public in the sauna. And then we started, we were like, we'll get enough of this tonight. And I was like, yeah, that's right. So just <laughs> really intense. You know, I know the first time I met Scotty, I think he said something to me. I was on a... We had wrestled in the Classic, and Gable had all the guys coming to Iowa, all the top guys coming to Iowa. And I remember Gable sitting us down and saying to us, like Selesky, Kerber, all those guys, gentlemen, if all of you come, we'll complete our dynasty. Gable was saying stuff like that. Wow. Right? So, But Terzino was looking at – Terzino saw me. Evidently, he must have been scared even then. He said something like, what weight are you going, 34? Like, he was saying I was small. Of course, yeah. Scotty Trezino had big biceps. He was huge. So he was giving me a hard time then. So I really couldn't wait to wrestle the guy coming back after his red shirt. And he had taken second uh, before that. And I could – Chris Campbell, them, the Gatsons, they had me ready. I just ran through them. I threw them without even having my hands locked. You know? You grabbed them uh, and threw them. Just threw, tossed them. But, yeah, so that was a match. And so when we wrestled in the finals, 
uh, they were making a, a big deal out of it. And he was saying uh, uh, he scratches or something. I'm thinking, like, I got scratches all over my body. I just never complained. I mean, would uh, you get hit with a nail pick? I mean, that's what I was thinking, you know. But, 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 but anyways, he was saying stuff like that. And he was headbutting me the whole match. And so finally he split my eye open. And I ran to the corner and I told him to hurry up, put a butterfly on it, close it up, because I don't want to give him a break. And soon as we got, soon as they put the butterfly on, I went to his corner, grabbed him by the elbow, and pulled him back to the center. And he was looking at Dan like, what is he doing? <laughs> and Gable was yelling at me. Gable was pissed. Get her and, off, and I pulled him back. And I, I kid you not, right after that, I ducked him and threw him to his back. <laughs> And that's where they made the rule you can't go to the corner. Because you went to the corner. Yeah, I went to the corner. <laughs> okay. So anyways, but I ended up beating Scotty, but it was, I mean, he wouldn't even really want to shake my hand afterwards. Man. You know? But it was just that tense Iowa, Iowa State. And, it, you know, then mm-hmm. it went from that to Kenny Monday, so. To, to the Monday rivalry, right? And and I guess it's a good segue to the to All-Star match, which is coming up here in November. Yes. Um, man, what, you know, what are your thoughts on – your son's wrestling his, right? David's wrestling Quincy. Um, how fun is that? Does it does it spark memories of this intense rivalry? Is it is it? I – know, I know David and, and Quincy have, have trained before, and I think they're, they're maybe more friendly than you, and, you yeah. and Kenny were back in the day. But, yeah, just kind of your thoughts on this. No, just the, 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 the history. And let me say, I mean, Kenny Monday, what a great wrestler for yeah. sure. You know, you definitely want to give honor to whom honors do. And Kenny Monday, what a great ambassador. Uh, congratulations on his job at uh, Morgan State. I know he'll do a good job, but what a great competitor. Yeah. Period. You know, and so, yeah, so it's great to have our sons uh, competing. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, right. It's, it's, it's exciting, you know. Yeah, I'm sure both of them are going to be ready, and yeah, that, that, that's what it's that's what it's about. Yeah, Compa- meeting that challenge. C- compare when you were a competitor, getting ready to wrestle, and you talked about being nervous when you're a little kid, and then and then the, getting pinned so you could go eat ice cream to a girls' yeah. party, <laughs> and I'm and I'm sure all the way through NCAA's, you probably got nervous and and beyond. You know, compare the nerves before you wrestled versus the nerves before your kids wrestle, or the feelings inside emotions yeah you know i try to you you know definitely because you're a parent right so you definitely are going to have those jitters you're going to have the the butterflies i I think that i try to prepare you know my son and all wrestlers you know just just to be ready so i do a lot of mental stuff just to be ready and then you know not that i'm not nervous but uh, pretty much i'm not going out there Right. I mean, so it's like a release. Hey, dude, go out. Let's battle. Let's battle. And then I really believe in failing forward. What are we going to learn from this experience? How can we go through? Right. So whatever you learn is going to make you better. So I try to get it where there's no pressure, but I want you to wrestle as hard as you can. And when you do that, then weigh the results in peace. But the key is, of course, you wrestle. Kyle Russell, the key is we don't often give our best because of some thought, some fear, right? So as long as you can give your best 
mentally, physically, then weigh the results in peace. But yeah, am I nervous? I'm sure. I mean, I don't show it. I really try to leave it, you know, dude, go wrestle. I mean, like, yeah. he's looking at like, let's go. Right? You looking at me, I'm like, go get it. This, this is what you know how to do this. Let's go. Let's go. It doesn't matter. Get a leg. Run behind him. I don't care how you score. Jump over him. Get, just score. So I try to just really try to get the guys, even at Iowa State. I mean, that's a big part of what I do as well is right. being in charge of the CRTC. But, you know, it's just to get the guys ready. Because I believe for sure you can look at a wrestler's body and you can say right away they do a lot of reps from the neck down. But the real question is how many reps are you doing from the neck up? Not to mention your feet are not above your head. Right? Yeah. So the head's at the top because it controls everything underneath. And so you can see you, you, you definitely want to be able to focus because your biggest enemy is, could definitely be yourself. Right? Yes. Yeah. And so Absolutely. just to, yeah. So, but yeah, am I nervous? Well, yeah. Do I want the guy to win a national title? Yeah. And, and I was pumped. I mean, geez, he won the title almost to the day when I won my first title. Right. And yeah. that's how crazy is that? So I'm really proud of, you know, all of my children and, you know, proud of David to, to do that. And of course I was saying when I was coming through, none of my brothers won an NCAA championship. Now I have a son that's an NCAA champion and hopefully he gets two more. Yeah. Along with of course the, the classic uh, victory as well. <laughs> with bragging rights are you going to be coming down are you going to be here in, in austin in yes November? Oh, definitely definitely I, I i plan to be there linda and i we were looking forward to it and of course we got to go to spain at first you know yep. so we spent a lot of time out at the colorado springs so get ready for the spain trip and uh hopefully david uh comes back with a world championship there i uh, did real well in poland and so we're looking forward to it yeah, it's got to be a blast watching them wrestle and, and, and have all the success. Um, we are – time's flying here. We're running up close to an hour, but I know Cal Klingman's sitting over here patiently. Um, and he's got, we got a little game we like to play with our guests, and, and Kyle's going to take it oh. away. <laughs> Man, it's called Sweat It Out. After hearing what you did with Scott Trezino, I don't know if this is going to match up, but we'll, uh, we'll give it a try. <laughs> uh, five questions. We'll see if you can uh, answer some of these. You ready to play? Not really, but yes, let's go. Come on, let's do it. Fail, <laughs> fail forward, Nate. Fail forward. There you there go. You go. See, then what a great coach. Thanks, I needed that. You <laughs> took him somewhere he couldn't get on his own, and now he's there. That's right. This, this is, this is right where you want to be, Nate. You want to be right here. That's this exactly is amazing. <laughs> All right, number one, who was your last loss to at the NCAA championships? Geez, I want to say, I don't know the guy's name, but I want to say maybe a guy from Rutgers. He's from Rutgers, yep. And he was their first All-American, maybe. I don't know that. I just know who it is. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I remember they... I crossed, I lost to him in overtime because I cross-faced him, and he got a point for unnecessary roughness. No! And, and, my hamstring, and my hamstring was torn out. So, I mean, I really couldn't. I was just doing my best. But we went overtime. And that pretty much is what decided the match. Oh. The guy was a real nice guy. I can't remember his name, but 
Yeah, he, he let me know. He's like, if your leg wasn't hurt, I wouldn't beat you. But yeah. <laughs> what was his name? Like Tony Siraj. Tony Siraj. I'm sorry. We'll yeah. give a point. Yeah. 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 He remembered the school and recalled yeah. the, the, the scoring sequences. That's good. So, yeah. That's good. Number two, who was the first three time NCAA champion in Iowa State history? Yeah, that, that one's pretty easy. Larry Hayes. Yep. You got it. Two for two. Number three, what is Kenny Monday's mom's name? <laughs> oh, dude, that's wrong. Mrs. Monday. Uh, no, what's her first that. name? <laughs> what's her first name? I'm not sure, but uh, I've talked to her. She's a sweet lady. <laughs> Did you ever bring up any of the conversations you had in college to her since, you know, you've become an adult? And no, no, no. I, I've talked to Kenny's mom, and it was just, it was just real nice. To, yeah. yeah. I just don't get you. It was just. <laughs> it was he going to get you next time. Yeah, you got to give it to Kitty. I mean, he, yeah, what a great competitor. Yeah, so. Well, yeah, in case you need to know, her first name is Elizabeth. Okay, thank you. She goes by yeah. Mrs. Monday. I, yeah, there you go, that works. Hi, Elizabeth. <laughs> All right, number four. What former Syracuse All-American fullback was the second African-American to win an NCAA wrestling championship? And was the only college athlete to win Division One titles in two different sports in the same year. Curly. Nope. Wait. wait uh, not an answer. Oh, go ahead. He's from Erie, Pennsylvania. His name's Art right, Baker. That- yeah, it's there. It's there. I, I should know that. Yeah, tip of the tongue. I, I did know that tip, but yeah, you got me. How about and then that? Number just, uh... I know. And I mean, did you know him? I mean, he's from Erie, where you're from. Did you know who he was? No, just knew, just knew of the name, and um, you know, got some other guys from Erie, Sirachi. Yeah, yeah. He's from the same school as Kevin Darkus. How about that? Oh wow! And Catrical. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And then number five, if you and Kenny Monday wrestled right this moment, who would win? Yeah, I would think Kenny would win because of his size. I think that's yeah, he's quite a bit bigger than you now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) And yeah, he got big pretty quick, even after college. He's, you know, getting big right away. Big frame. So, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, we'll give it, that to you. It, it would be. It would. It would be fun. You know, it'd be fun. Yeah, he said he's bringing his shoes down to the All Star. I just, you know, just want to let you. He told me to let you know that. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll be ready. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, this has been great, Nate. You are—I I said it from the beginning, and I, I had no no doubt this was going to be a joy of a of a show from the the coach bus and train and and to <laughs> the, the 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 corner before well, before overtime to, well, to everything in between, well, man. Well, Bader, thanks a lot for inviting me onto your show, Kyle. It's always a joy to talk with you, and then thank you guys for bringing the classic back, right? Man, yeah. that's going to be awesome. That's going to be some awesome wrestling that night. Yeah, so, I'm looking forward yeah, to Yeah, I'm it. pretty sure the fans are really going to love it. So congratulations 
on uh, pulling that off as well. Yeah, thanks, man. And that gives us an opportunity to see you in person. So we're looking forward yes. to it. We're really looking forward to it. Look forward to seeing you and, and all the great matches. Nate, thanks, thanks so much for joining us, and, and have a fantastic day. All right. God bless, guys. Take care. All right. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Oh, Kyle, man, this was a banger. This was a fantastic show. You had to know it was going to go like this. I, mean, I, I just, said it from the start. Yeah. Yeah. When you, when you said 30 to 40 minutes when he asked, I was rolling my eyes. Like, yeah, there's no way with this guy we're going to get 30 to 40. We knew this was going to be one of the, the better shows in, in Bader show history. So yeah. we didn't even get into Dave Ozenbaugh. We didn't get into a couple other things. So there's plenty more on the table. Well, the good news is we do the show three times a week, and, and Nate's not going anywhere, so we'll definitely have him back on. Um, any, anything from you before we get out of here, Kyle? That guy is awesome and great choice for a guest. Thanks, and thanks, everybody, for watching. We will see you tomorrow. We'll be here with world champion Dom Parrish. See you then.